With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. It is the playoff finale, the Tour Championship at Eastlake in Atlanta. The top 30 in the season-long FedEx Cup standings will be teeing up this week. And well, there's $18 million to play for. Elk, back in the day, it would have been nice to know that if you finished last place, you walked away with half a million still. <laughs> We thought it was good back in the day when we walked away with about 75. So I think inflation, that's uh, about right. Uh, guys are playing for a lot of money this week, Diane. I think, you know, going back to a familiar place, there's a, a bunch of guys at the top of this board. It's about five or six of them that I think are in this tournament that have a lot of experience at Eastlake. Our show is going to be slightly different this week. Normally we pick a winner someone to watch, and a dark horse. I don't think there's any dark horses available to us this week, Diane. I think the dark horse will be someone that's about five or six strokes back of this handicap event, which I'll let you explain in just a second. But very familiar golf course. Certain players at the top of this board play this course very well. We know that, and that's how we're going to handicap it this week. Right, we're going to get into the whole staggered scoring and the handicap system um, before play even begins, and we'll do that in a few minutes. But Elk, first of all, let's talk about Eastlake because I went to the Tour Championship a couple of years ago. It's an amazing course. Um, you've obviously been there a lot. Let's talk about the course and and what it's asking the players to do. Very traditional style golf course. Diane has some water shots that we yeah they have to deal with. We've seen some terrific finishes. They've flipped. The nines, it used to be a par three finish. Now that's the ninth hole. Now they finish on a par five back to the clubhouse. Um, very demanding. You know, it's interesting, Diane, when I look at the stats for the season, here we are in the final event of the year, and I look at all my, you know, stats of these guys who've actually made it to the top 30, and I look at the stats that are not important to the tour players. And the one that stands out to me so much, which we kind of know this, is driving accuracy. 
There's only one player in the top dozen players that's in the top 30 and driving it straight, and that's some JM. He's at 29th. Everyone else, you pick them. They're all in the hundreds. So they're hitting it down there a mile, and they're going, you know, hitting, you know, all these stats and data that they're following now is telling them that the two important stats that are on this sheet littered with great putters and great greens and red guys. So the name of the game, obviously, is hit it down there as hard as you can, get it onto the green, and then be a good putter. That's um, our full our full sheet that we have all the stats that you just held up. We have that available on the SG Tour app, so you can go and check out our app. We'll talk about the games in a little while. You can play along, but you can go and actually have a look at the stats that we review. But that's a great point. I mean, let's give some examples here. Scotty Scheffler, who's sitting at the top, he is first greens and reg for the season, third in putting average. Patrick Cantley, who won the BMW last week, twenty fifth greens and reg, tenth. Putting average, Will Zalatoris, eighth, the greens and reg, 19th putting average for all the stick he gets. <laughs> He's still firmly within the top 20. And we can really take it down as far as Cam Smith, who's first putting average for the season, which comes as no surprise, 46th greens and reg. But as you said to me before we started filming the show, that when you're first in putting, you can afford to have a slightly higher greens and reg stat. Well, you can play very aggressive golf when you're 46, by the way, in uh, in greens and reg may only be one less green than the guy who's leading greens and reg. So let's say the average tour player hits 14 greens around or 15. Uh, Cam Smith, of course, we saw him get up and down at the 17th hole of the Open Championship over the bunker, rolled it up over, made it up and down, no problem. Of course, when you putt as good as Cam Smith, um, everything is aggressive, you know, pins shooting at pins all day long. We know that Cam draws the ball. I had him picked at the at the Open Championship for exactly that. Basically drew the ball into the course all week and then hit a lot of greens, but putted better than everyone else. Yeah. Will he be a factor this week, Diane? There's two players that are on our injury list this week. Will Zalatoris, one of our favorites, and also Cam Smith. I don't personally... Cam Smith was my pick to win the FedEx Cup. I pulled him off the board for my pick, Diane, I don't like to pick hurt players, particularly when it's around the hip or the back. Yeah. Will Zalatoris had looked as though on the TV the other day, he popped his SI joint, which is the joint that's right down at the bottom. He's probably got it back in there now, but Will's a, he's a thin guy and with a lot of speed, when your hip gets back in or your back gets back in, it feels better, but it's not like bulletproof. So they'll be gingerly. I don't think they can climb on board and beat these guys that are above them this week. So I'm pulling my uh, my FedEx Cup favorite, Cam Smith, as much as I don't like his six shots, uh, would be six shots behind uh, Scotty Scheffler. Now, I want to check in with you in the Rory McIlroy camp because you've been following him very closely. Does he have any injuries that we, took, that we worried about? Well, I think before we get into that, let's talk about the scoring because this staggered scoring, this handicap system that the Tour implemented a few years ago, that is a, a huge factor, really the biggest factor this week because we have the, the top 30 guys from the whole season who make it to the Tour Championship. So they're all playing well. I mean, they're all in good form. So, you know, much, much smaller field and guys that are playing great to cement their place in this top 30. Now, everyone starts on a staggered score 
So before even a single shot has been struck on Thursday, we have a leaderboard, Scotty Scheffler, who is at the top of the FedEx Cup standings for the whole season, starts on minus 10. Patrick Cantley on minus eight, Will Zalatoris on minus seven, Sam Burns on minus five. Then we have Cam Smith, Rory McIlroy, Tony Finau, and Sepp Straka on minus four. I'm not gonna go through every single one of them here, but uh, the next group, John Ram, Scott Stallings, Justin Thomas, Cameron Young, and Matt Fitzpatrick, all on minus three. So Scotty Scheffler has a two-shot lead before they've even began over last week's winner, Patrick Cantley. The guys at the bottom are starting on level par. So he has a 10-shot lead over five guys in the field before play even gets going. Which obviously, you know, you said at the beginning of the show, there's a very small number of guys that you feel can go out there and win this. And that 10 shot lead for Scheffler has to be feeling pretty good right now over a pack of the field. Yeah. And you look at the board, you mentioned there, you know, it's a very interesting format. We remember Sepp Stracker at Memphis who finished, got beaten a playoff by Will Zalatoris, finds himself right in the mix, so to speak, at minus four. Missed six cuts in a row, had one second place finish in the playoffs, and now he's finding himself as a chance to win the 16 or is it 18 million dollars. Not sure if that's quite figures out. However, the name of the game this week, Diane, is we have a couple of guys at the top of this board that are experts at this tournament. And I know who you're already going to pick this week because you picked him at this course the last two years and he hasn't disappointed. Now, there is only one event going on this week, which is the handicap of these guys. And who, whoever wins this tournament with the handicap wins the FedEx Cup. Yeah. We talked a minute ago, I'm going to gush you again about Rory McIlroy. He was your, your favourite uh, going into the playoffs. He finds himself uh, six shots behind Scheffler, four shots behind Cantlay. Where are you on the Rory McIlroy camp? And are you still in this camp or have you bolted to the to the field? So, yes, at the very beginning of the playoffs, you said that you were picking Cam Smith to win the FedEx Cup. And again, injury, and we'll talk about Cam again in a minute, but I had picked Rory McIlroy then, and you knew this because I made the pick the next day he came out at the, at the Memphis tournament and said that he hadn't, hit a ball or worked out in the gym in two weeks. And I'm like, oh, well, there we go. That's out the window for me now. He's 14 to one this week. As you said, he begins on minus four. So six shots behind Scheffler. He'll have to make up ground right away. He'll have to hit the ground running on Thursday to try and, and close that gap. He finished the BMW Championship well, finished in a tie for eighth, birdies on 16, 17 and 18. So that was a nice finish, gave him some extra points to move him up um, and maybe some momentum in the quest to win the FedEx Cup. Oh, it's tough, it's tough because I'm worried that if I say I'm not picking him, that it's gonna come back and bite me. You know, Rory's obviously had success at Eastlake and with the FedEx Cup before, but I do have another guy, I think, <laughs> that is gonna be my, my favorite to go on and win it this week. The big question, Diane, will be, what, did <clears throat> Rory McIlroy make a huge mistake in these playoffs by not practicing in Memphis? If he would have finished maybe in the top 15 at Memphis, uh, and got some more points. He might be starting one or two strokes behind Scotty Scheffler this week. And will that bad week at Memphis where he didn't practice coming into the playoffs 
cost him the 18 million could very well be a struggle too if he plays well this week let's talk about cam smith because he was your main pick and he withdrew last week because of hip discomfort now i'm not gonna say oh yeah hip discomfort but there's a few factors around cam right now i think he was probably pretty pissed with the tour in the he was given that two-stroke penalty before he teed off on Sunday from a rules violation on Saturday. Um, he was in contention at that time and then didn't have a great Sunday. There's also the live rumours surrounding Cam Smith that he's going to leave and go to live after this. Um, you know, does he want to go out in like a big blaze of glory and win the FedEx Cup, be FedEx Cup champion, players champion, open champion and, and go away to live for all this money? Um, it's a... There's, there's a lot surrounding Cam Smith right now and it's uh, it's going to be an interesting week to see how he, what mindset he he has this week and how he goes out and, and takes it on. Yeah, the big question with Cam will be how is the hip and is it affecting his swing or, you know, uh, as he goes into this week, he, he's already said he's looking forward to playing the President's Cup. He hasn't made a, an official announcement on the live. Will it be one of these weeks on the TV and the tour and everyone on social media be pulling for the two guys that are staying with the tour at the top and Cam Smith's coming along if he was in contention at the end of this week, would take over number one ranking in the world, win the tour championship, be the be the players champion and the open champion and move on to another league. Don't know. Um, I look at the guys' games. I can't, Cam's my guy and I've had him all along, but I can't take injured players and particularly when there's about three names above him that have got a handicap on him this week that are playing better. Yeah, so we'll talk about that handicap and those names in a few minutes along with our favourites. Now, before we get to our picks here on the Tour Report, we're teaming up with Athletic Greens to tell you all about their super product, AG1. Now, I've been using it every day now for a couple of months and have noticed a big difference. So the way it works is you take one scoop every day and in that scoop, you get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals and probiotics in your diet nice and easily. You don't even have to give it a second thought. Um, I started taking AG1 just because I wanted to feel healthier overall, get some healthy early morning energy and help with my focus throughout the day. Mainly, I didn't want that crash that comes with some energy drinks, but this has been so different. It's a powder and I just put a scoop in water first thing in the morning, drink it on an empty stomach. It tastes kind of tropical and much better than some of the other like earthy grass-like drinks that I've had in the past. My brother was over at the house the other day and unbeknown to me, he takes AG1 as well. So we were talking about how easy it was and how quickly we felt the benefits. It is used actually and recommended by professional athletes and you can read the five-star reviews on the website. Plus for every purchase athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, like No Kid Hungry in the US. And in 2020, they donated over 1.2 million meals to children. I love that. So give it a go and see how you like it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash secret golf. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash secret golf to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
So the Tour Championship this week and well we've been talking about the handicap and the staggered scoring. This was really to overcome the problem that they had in years gone by when there would be a winner of the Tour Championship and then a winner of the FedEx Cup. And I'll never forget when Tiger won the Tour Championship and Justin Rose won the FedEx Cup. He was completely <laughs> overshadowed and um, obviously changes were implemented and that's the way it is now. Okay, fine. But looking last year, Patrick Cantley won everything last Last year, right? So won the FedEx Cup at Eastlake. Um, his total score for the week was 269. He would have been beaten by three guys if we were just looking at their aggregate score from those four rounds. John Ram and Kevin Nah both shot 266 and Xander Shoffley 268. Then we have Justin Thomas and Victor Hovland who also shot 269, which was the same score as Cantley. So it's kind of interesting when you look at it that way, but the rules are the rules and that's the way it is now. But it's good to look back and that's, I mean, that's the basis of my pick this week for sure. Yeah, and it's becoming very evident to me that Patrick Cantlay swing is very much, you know, um, you know, very much in line, nice rhythm. But I think the strength that Patrick Cantlay has is he's so calm. I mean, look at the shot he hit on 18 last week at BMW. He's in the bunker on a side hill lie with a ball he's above his feet. Looked like a whole lot of drama going on there. Smoothly just put it on the green and two-putted and just took the tournament. But Cantlay, he's very comfortable knowing that $18 million or whatever it is, is it 16 or is it 18? 18, 18. Did it pretty easily last year. This was a time of year. You know how big I am on guys that get playing well at a certain time of the year. I've done it all season. I call it biorhythms where guys have come back and played well at exactly the same time, at exactly the same place. Cantlay... Uh, I know I'm going to have him this week. He's going to be my pick to win this because he's just so solid and just knows how to do it. I know you've, I know you've got a guy who's an expert at Eastlake sitting right below. Yeah, so you're going to pick Patrick Cantley to go. I mean, he was the first person to successfully defend a playoff title by winning the BMW Championship last week. And I'm not saying it was a, a, a cool season for Cantley, but... He, as you say, playoff time, this guy just comes alive. So great victory for him last week. My, my outright favorite this week, replacing Rory McIlroy is Xander Shoffley. And I mean, he's plus 750, but Xander is an Eastlake connoisseur. He loves this place. So I'm just going to look back at his past performances. In 2020, he shot 15 under for the week, and that was the lowest score without the handicap system. So there you go. Out of all the guys that teed it up over those four days, he played the best. He finished in a tie for two for a runner-up in the end, but obviously he would have won by, I think, three strokes if it had been a normal stroke play event. Finished runner-up in 2019, won the Tour Championship in 2017, but that was obviously before um, you only had one winner. Justin Thomas walked away with the FedEx Cup. But he he loves this place. I mean, last year we were just talking about his score. He would have finished um, runner-up again last year just by his score alone. So he is my pick. Um, he's had, what, three wins, six top tens. He's starting on six under, so four back of Scheffler. But... I mean, really, four shots. I think that that's well within the bracket. And Xander's playing so, so well right now. So he's going to be my new outright favourite <laughs> to win the FedEx Cup this weekend. 
Everybody, you and me included, haven't talked about Scheffler, who is probably now on track to be player of the year, mm-hmm. um, pro- probably, unless Cam Smith comes up and wins this event this week. Um, Scheffler kind of played well last week at BMW. He sort of has that game, Diane, where he you never quite know where he's going to hit it, much like Tiger off the tee a little bit. He's not always down the middle. Tremendous putter. Uh, stats say so. Number one in greens and reg, number three in putting. Yeah. Those two, he has the ability to hang around without looking like he's doing too much. Where do you see Scheffler? Will Scheffler be able to hold these guys off? I know you've already picked Xander, and I've already picked uh, Cantlay to win the FedEx Cup. Where does Scotty Scheffler sit for you? Is he the player of the year? Yeah, I agree with you that he's going to be player of the year unless, as you say, Cam Smith goes out and wins this week. But when you look at the form of the year for Scheffler, the the form has dipped a little bit. Okay, he's still firmly at, at number one and he's starting on 10 under, but... When you look at his really hot period, it started with that win in Phoenix at the Waste Management and then obviously had a fantastic time round about then. So what are we looking at? February, March, April, May. Um, And then he's kind of tailed off a little bit. So I'm just, I don't think he's going to win this week. I think he's still going to be there or thereabouts. Obviously, he's starting on that score of 10 under, but I think he's going to be pipped to the FedEx Cup in the end. Yeah, and normally, as we say on our on our show here, we have someone to watch and we have someone who's a dark horse. Of course, my dark, my one to watch last week, Adam Scott, and I know you were riding him a little bit uh, as well last week, finishing the top five to get himself into the into the FedEx Cup. Now he's starting ten strokes back. Won't be the week for Scotty. He'll he'll get this done, and there's rumours of him also going to live. But also, I saw him next to the Presidents Cup trophy, Diane, which is coming up at quite. Hollow, the international team is kind of shaping up a little better than I thought. I saw the list the other day. There's still some more picks that have to come in from Immelman. However, do you see anyone else down the board before we talk about uh, other hot players? Scott Stallings, who I rode heavy, had him picked one week too late. I had him at uh, Memphis and then he showed up at the BMW, almost got him. I am. Um, yeah, Adam Scott, that was a, a great finish for him. I mean, he's finished in the top five in the first two playoff events and jumped up from number 77 all the way to number 29, which for him and then to make the President's Cup. But we've talked about him for a long time as well. The fact that he's been playing great, finished top 15 at the US Open and at the Open Championship. Um, Sahith Gala was one of my picks last week. Again, Sahith played, he had to play out of his mind to make it into the top 30 and he did it. And he spoke afterwards about how it's just a dream come true. And he still pinches himself that he's not only playing on the PGA Tour, but he's made it all the way to the end. And for the guys making it into the top 30, we talked about this, finish last place, you walk away with half a million. But also you get into three of the four majors next year, including the Masters. So getting into that top 30, it's a huge deal. And we saw the passion from the likes of Adam Scott and Thigala last weekend. Yes, we certainly did. Going back to statistics, uh, Diane, I'm looking at some JM who in my day at the end of the top 30, we were all sitting in the locker room and we said to one another, who was the best ball striker for the season? By this, my list, Diana, would be some JM. He finished in the top 30. The only one uh, who was in the top 30 in driving accuracy. Everyone else is up in the hundreds. Uh, top 10 in greens and reg, and then in the top five in scrambling. So some JM 
in my era would have been regarded as having the best year off the tee to green uh, and chipping onto the green. Ranks at 130th or so in putting, and that's why we don't see his name all the way up there every week. But certainly uh, virtuoso striker of the ball and has proven it over the, over the length of this year. Do you see some Jay starting six shots back? Is he a long shot this week or is it just too much with the putter at 130? No, I think that he's he's definitely in there with a chance. Um, he is three th- plus 3,000, so 30 to 1 for Sanjay M this week. And we did our SG Tour re-ranking, as we normally do, without the handicap starting score. And he ranked in at number three, which was really interesting. So only six shots back. I mean, that's the same as Rory. It's the same as Tony Finau, um, Sepp Straka, who you mentioned earlier as well, and, and Cam Smith. So no, and as you say, um looking down at these guys that are slightly higher odds that are still in there. I mean, Sanjay at 30 to one. Sepp Straka, interestingly enough, is 150 to one starting on minus four. Yeah, he's he's hit the biggest jackpot on the playoffs so far. You think about him, Scott, having two top fives to get into top 30 and Sepp Straka missed six cuts in a row, finished second, now finds himself in the top 10. He's had the biggest jackpot. Yeah. Uh, Diane, my long horse or my dark horse, long horse, my dark horse, if there was such a thing, would be seven shots back, which would be John Rahm, who also yeah. plays this course really well. Got off to a low, slow start last week. Had him in my in my game on the SG Tour app. Finished up right up there at the end. Played great on the weekend. So will Rahm be able to do anything now that he now that he's hot? He's seven shots back, mm-hmm. but he's hot. He just had a baby. It's the last week of the season. Will Ram be able to muster anything, Diane, and overcome the seven strokes? Yeah, and and as you say, he played well towards the end. And then looking at last year, if it was just a normal stroke play event with no starting score, he would have been in a playoff for the title with Kevin Na. So again, Eastlake experience and likes it here. No, I I mean, Justin Thomas as well is starting on minus three. And we talk so much about the fight that JT has. It would be very hard to rule him out of this entirely when he's starting seven shots back. That's the thing about, I mean, you know this better than anyone. And we've talked about this since the first playoff event in Memphis there's so much volatility and anything can happen and we've seen that from Sepp Straka you know almost winning in Memphis making it to a playoff against Zalatoris Scott Stallings almost winning last week at the BMW guys find their fire when it comes to this time and it's all on the line and who knows I mean someone like Justin Thomas at three under par he, we know what a competitor he is. He could go out there, shoot a low first round and really close that deficit. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure on the guys. Obviously, the five, six, seven shots back, Rory, JT, John Rahm, uh, to get off to decent starts. Because if they don't, if they lose lose ground right out of the gate, then it's, it's almost over for them. So yeah. very interesting week with all the things that have happened with Live Golf and all the all the uh, separation of the two tours. Now everybody is questioning whether or not this handicap system is a good system. Diane, when we when we came to the top 30 back in the day, we all started from scratch and we played. So who played the best on the last event? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that they'll probably have a tweak or two coming forward uh, somewhere along the line on this event, don't you? 
There seems to be a lot of rumoured tweaks right now. And I was looking at the odds board and there's a there's one thing that I thought was a really interesting bet. Um, at three to one was for Patrick Cantley to be the first round leader. And he's only two shots back right now, beginning on minus eight. And uh, I mean, I quite like that. As we say, we talked about the form of Cantley and Scheffler right now. So I don't know, three to one, first round leader. Do you like that from Cantley? I do not. I think Cantlay will have to position himself in this field. I don't think he'll be swinging as freely as some of the guys down the board. There's some powerhouse down the bottom. Adam yeah. Scott's playing really well down the bottom. Sahid Begala, he's ecstatic about being um, in the top 30. You've got a first time at JT Post, and who I was texting. Him and Brian Harmon's secret golf contributors are in there. Colin Morikawa, who thought he fixed his swing and then had a disastrous 10 last week on one hole. Don't know where his confidence is. Where's Victor Hovland? I thought he would be somewhere up above eight strokes back, Diane. Jordan Speep seems like a bit of a mess with his swing at the moment. Not sure. He's putting. He's lipping out. He's missing short putts. Um, Hideki Matsuyama has been very quiet. Been rumors about him. Seems like the guys that are going to live or talking about live, they all finish up getting off their game. They've been worried about it or they're feeling anxiety about leaving Diane or whatever. Maybe that's rightly so. Don't know much about that. But the only couple that it seems like have been above that yeah. has been Cam Smith. Doesn't seem to worry him. Of course, the way he putts, nothing would worry me if I was him either. <laughs> well, if you um, <laughs> if you fancy Adam Scott for another top 10 finish, you can get him at 6-1 to one this week. So as I, I mean, why not? He's finished top five in the other two playoff events. So Adam Scott's starting on level par. Six to one if you think he's going to end up in the top 10. But um, it's worth noting that we are opening our games this week on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app. And we're going to play them without the handicap. So it's going to be fun to follow along because really we're going to be watching two tournaments. We're going to be watching the... FedEx Cup with the staggered scoring. Then we're going to be playing along with our games. It's just going to be a normal stroke play aggregate event and you get to pick your four ball team of four guys. I'll put up an opening day this week just because you mentioned it the other day, a minute ago. I'll put up an opening day game this week on SG Tour. So the four okay. lowest scores in day one. So okay. uh, very interesting week, Diane. Uh, the Tour is in a little bit of disarray. I don't know how this is going to play out. Uh, we'll see more after the President's Cup, I think. But there's there's been rumoured that seven players are leaving the tour to go to live. And, you know, we watched the U.S. Amateur this weekend. Uh, there's a couple of guys that are on live over there even. What do you make of all this, Diane? And how, and we had a s s secret meeting with Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy and some of the top players. Now they're talking about almost copying the live with 60-player uh, 60 events with guaranteed money. Is it going to be enough to fend off these guys leaving? Uh, well, next week we have another live event taking place in Boston. Um, so we'll be talking about that again. There's no PGA Tour event next week, so it'll be all eyes on live golf if you want to consume any sort of golf. A lot going on last week, as you say, and maybe it'll be a little bit quieter this week, just as things wrap up and then ramp up next week. I think that the... If the tour are talking about these smaller field, no cut events, guaranteed money, um, even the possibility of some team events, I think it's the wrong route to go down. Even if they say, oh, we've been talking about this for years. No, because they're just going to be seen as copying the live model. 
And I think that is entirely the wrong way to go about it. I can understand from the tour, Diane, that, okay, they're sitting back saying, we've, got, we've still got a dozen or 15 guys that we love that are the biggest players that are going to they're going to make, they're going to sell everything for us, whether it's Tiger still, they've talked about him and Rory maybe doing some sort of off-campus games, if you will, off the golf course, over doing some techni- technology. One could only imagine it would be gambling on top golf and hitting shots and so on. Is that because Tiger's not comfortable uh, being able to walk all these events? Is this something that the TV will pick up on? Uh, it's going to be very, it, it's very concerning time. I, I talk to a lot of guys that are in the membership that have no idea what's going on. Uh, your brother, of course, is on the pack. He's not leaking any info to you, I know. Otherwise, I would know about it. Um, <laughs> he, he came around, he came over, and uh, we had a good chat about it all. And he kind of said, he, I mean, he told me some stuff, but I said, how does it get leaked? Like, how, how do these things get leaked? And he's like, exactly like this. You know, someone tells their family or their caddy or their friend, they, they tell someone else and, they tell, and the story gets twisted as it gets passed on from person to person. And um, But by all accounts, um, especially the Tiger meeting that was held at the BMW in Delaware, I read that Xander Shoffley had said that he would be mad if he thought that some guys were taking what was said privately in that meeting and then going and talking about it publicly or with members of the media. So I think they're definitely trying to keep this as under wraps as possible. There's no such thing as not a leak on the PGA Tour, Diane. It's just, it's not possible with 150, (laughs) 160 tour players. It's just, it's just, the information just seeps out like, you've never believed so oh, it seems like it's all out in the open now it's all and i think that's part of the strategy is to let it leak out and, and get the people's opinion to see if it's going to work yeah. monaghan of course the commissioner uh jay monaghan is in a very difficult position now because he's got tiger's group now pushing against him saying hey this is the direction we should go he has not been going that direction before there's a lot of money that this they're talking about maybe the possibility of now going to a profit for profit for the PGA Tour, losing their tax status. Very, uh, you know, very volatile times at Tour headquarters. Our own Jason Gore from the USGA has been now hired by the PGA Tour to come down and work in player relations, find out what's going to make these guys happy. I think I texted you and said, that is an most impossible job I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, great for Jason Gore. We love him. And uh, and obviously the work he's done with the USGA has really paid off for the US Open. But wow, that's going to be a, a tough job. <laughs> no doubt. All right. Well, as we said, we will uh, we'll be catching up next week with there being no PGA Tour event. Before the new season gets underway the week after that in Napa, we do have a live golf event. So we'll talk about that. But um, enjoy the Tour Championship this week. Elk's going with Cantley. I'm going with Xander. We've changed our minds, but we will uh, watch this unfold. And on Sunday, someone will be holding the FedEx Cup. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.